You are listening to Eddie's Launchpad, the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast for parents, teachers and schools. Eddie has his paw excitedly poised over the launch button. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Dogsthorpe Infant School, part of Hampton Academy's Trust. What would you say is the toughest job in the world? Putting out an oil rig fire, working a 12-hour shift in an emergency department of a hospital on a Saturday night, cleaning out the many miles of deep, dark sewers in London. Who wouldn't want that job? No, there is a job tougher than all of those. Whilst being a parent brings much joy, it's a tough nut to crack, especially in those early years. Most, if not all, parents struggle at times with parenting, but today Eddie's Launchpad offers us much-needed help and advice. Sue Donnellan is an award-winning author, parenting strategist, entrepreneur, wife and mother, respected in the field of parenting, relationship building and accountable communication. She spent the last 25 years building and running her own businesses, fully supported by her lovely family. Sue's expertise teaches parents the skills of getting positive shifts in behavior while creating a relationship of lifelong trust and respect with their children. And that's what we all crave for, isn't it? That trust and that respect, listeners. She's captured all this teaching and methods in her first book, Secrets to Parenting, which we'll talk about in a little while, because it's great to welcome onto Eddie's Launchpad, Sue Donnellan. Welcome to the show, Sue. Wow, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Parenting, it is a tough job, isn't it? That's why we get experts like you in to help us out. And it's particularly tough at the moment, isn't it? It's, it's hard. There's, it's, it's, it's cyclical. There's, I don't know, after raising four of my own children, I'm not sure there was ever an easy time. Uh, certainly with what's going on in the world right now, uh, the stakes are a little bit higher, you know, mental health and just this, the stress of, you know, inflation and all of the things going on in this world. It, it, it is difficult. It makes it an already difficult job a little harder for sure. What sort of things do you do and what do you say to parents and how do you help them? I am a parenting strategist, uh, but that took me years to accumulate and uh, develop. Uh, just to give the listeners a little bit of a background for me is like, I never really wanted kids and didn't really care for kids. <laughs> uh, so when I was younger, I never really, you know, went and wanted to hold anyone else's baby. I know I'm, I'm, I understand, right. I understand because I got thrown into the deep end. I, I married a wonderful man and he wanted children. So I thought I would have a couple kids for him. How hard could it be? And um, I ended up with natural triplets when we were trying to have our second baby. So I went from one to four kids immediately. And that just, like I said, it threw me into the deep end and I had to learn pretty quick. I had a vertical line as my learning curve. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, those with the most to learn tend to become the better teachers, right? Because uh, we've got life experiences and we've got things that are, that, that, 
we just, we, we learn the hard way. So we're in the trenches. And that's why I felt it was important for me to put a book out because after learning what it was to, like to raise four children while running a business and my husband was in the military, so he was deployed quite a bit. Um, my feeling was I wanna get this out there and save and help as many parents as I can to see that in, in effect, parenting is the most difficult job we've never been paid for. But when you understand the big picture and strategy, it actually becomes a lot easier. What I teach is why doing the opposite of your instincts actually gets you to be the listened to parent. Okay, so for generation after generation, we've been repeating the same methods, you know, very restrictive methods, very punishment, very um, just, you know, restriction creates rebellion. So we find ourselves just chasing our tail, wondering why are they not listening? And as I said at the beginning, um, going from one to four kids, I was a yeller. Uh, I was yelling all the time. I was overwhelmed. I was stressed. My husband was gone. I was working. And again, you know, four kids under the age of four, uh, it was it was very, very overwhelming. Um, and it was difficult to, to manage all of this so quickly. Uh, so I had to learn how my yelling and my my timeouts and my restriction was just sort of blowing up in my face. And I just wanted to know what else could I be doing? Uh, But I'm also a businesswoman and I apply that lens to the way that I parent. So if if this isn't working, let me try the opposite. Uh, A lot of what I do with with the kids is rooted in Montessori principles. We had our kids in um, a Montessori preschool. And that way of parenting really opened my eyes, rooted in Montessori and um, just that, that whole idea of how capable kids really are and how we can incorporate the kids into our decisions and into the lifestyle of our home and how we can create our home to mirror society so that we bake in accountability within the home to where we, you know, and I've got, well, I guess we'll get to that, but I've got some, some secrets and some techniques and things that I use uh, that just do ease our parenting burden a little bit more. And it's all very strategic, but I just did find that doing the opposite of what our instincts are and opposite of how we were parented and just being, you know, trying something completely new really worked for my kids. And that just restriction and that punishment and the control and the mandating, uh, you know, none of us want to be treated that way. So we tend to do this to our children um, because we just don't have any other tools. We don't know what else to do. Even while we see that it's not working, we still continue to think if I yell a little louder and I, you know, restrict a little bit more, uh, that will teach them. And obviously it doesn't. <laughs> it's about earning their trust and their, and their respect so that they see, see themselves and see you on an equal level in some ways, but still seeing you as a parent. 100%. And those are the techniques that I teach uh, because th- th- that's what works, honestly. And we forget to include and, and respect the child. That was the one thing that opened my eyes that when, when, the, when the kids were in the Montessori program, my eyes were opened as to what they were capable of, that when showing respect, to the child as a person who is an adult in training, I 
have a whole section on that in my book about adults and training. It's a different way to flip the script. It's a different way to look at your children. Life is about perspectives. And, uh, you know, in everyday life, sometimes we just look at, we choose to look at something differently. We go, wow, the only thing that changed was my perspective. So I use a lot of strategies to help parents change their perspective and look at things from a much more leadership perspective. Again, being a businesswoman, uh, I approached this in very much a business mindset and it was very leadership oriented. So we are woefully not creating leaders these days, right? We've, we've got to really kind of up our game a little bit and bake into our strategies and the way that we're, we're raising our kids leadership capabilities. And how do we do that? We raise kids with, with the, you know, a, a lot of decision-making power. So we structure our home, we structure our words, we structure our expectations with their ability to really make a lot of decisions and have the power to do so. And that, that is against the grain how it used to be. Yes. Uh, because when I think about how my own parents, they were a case of uh, there was a right and wrong. There was a, a drawn line. I couldn't see it, but there was a line. And I knew when I'd crossed it. Um, I, I still grew up loving my mum and dad for, because I, I was that sort of a child and I could see what they were doing. It was all about keeping me safe and they didn't want me out on the streets late at night. So I could, I could see. But to me, particularly in my teenage years, I saw it as a battle. That I'm right. Okay, you said that to me now. Now I'm going to say this, and of course, sometimes that can hurt in both ways. A bit like a, a relationship that one may have with one's partner. You know, you say something, and then they counter that with something else, and before you know where it is, you have a full blown row um, with with your child, and it's and that's not good to see, is it, Sue? Uh, no. And the funny thing is that when you back up what you're doing and you're and you're taught how to look for the patterns, how to do, you know, some of my methods, you, you do change the way, you know, you realize that you're in control of being able to sidestep that power struggle uh, by working in advance. And so we walk ourselves as parents directly right into this power struggle. And when we learn some of these other methods, we learn exactly how to sidestep it. And, uh, you know, and it's funny because I've done this so long now, I can hear somebody at the store or at a restaurant, like, like, you know, it's just obvious because we ask ourselves, well, if somebody was treating us this way, you know, I would bow up and, and respond in kind, right. I would, it would create a, a, of a little bit of a fight and a struggle. Uh, but we forget that those techniques that we would do with just a friend, we can use on our children. And uh, yes, we create the power struggles. We need to take ownership as parents that we are the leaders. We create the culture of our home and we do have the power to change all of that for a much more even flow in the home and much less tantrums and much less struggle out in the public. So does your book uh, give us uh, little ideas of what, how we could do it if we're a parent and we're having problems? Does it, is, that, is it that sort of a book? Yes, my book is very hands-on, very how-to. Uh, you will come away with, you know, I have case studies at the end of how each subject in, in, the, type, in, the, in the chapter, uh, how each case study applies to that chapter. So the book is structured uh, very specifically. 
So there are two parts. The first part is your relationship with yourself because the most important thing is you. We are, our child is reacting to us, okay? So when their misbehavior is, is rearing its head, we think we have to change the child, all right? So again, big, big picture, I am all about doing the opposite of what our instincts are because that's what works. So the first half of the book is your relationship with yourself, realizing that, you know, ego, guilt, um, you know, control, all of these things are things that we kind of need to have uh, shine the light on and understand that deep dive ourselves, sit with ourselves and understand where, where are we making our decisions from? Just because we were raised a certain way doesn't mean that that's how we have to have a knee-jerk reaction. Because honestly, what tells you that you need to change? Your child's reaction. So if you look at your child's behavior and you want that to change, the first thing you need to do is change yourself as the parent and shed some light on how you're responding and show up a little differently. So the second half of the book is your relationship with your child. And all throughout the book is all are all hands-on practical takeaway uh, you know, questions at the end of the chapter, uh, case studies, and um, basically I'm sharing with you what, how I learned. So I'm, you're learning as the reader through all the mistakes I made. <laughs> so it's fun. It's funny. It's a funny book. It's fun. Um, <clears throat> and it's very practical, very hands-on, very common sense. And I just don't, you know, I'm very real, real mom. I'm not, I'm not, you know, applying, you know, PhD level technique. None of that. This is a real mom who got thrown into the deep end with four kids and a job. And I understand the pain. At the end of the first section, I wrap that first section up with the last chapter in the section about changing yourself about with a magic mantra. And at, at the end of the day, I'm only in charge of me. I'm not in charge of you. And that's my mantra. So when I take ownership of my behavior and what, what, it's causing. So if I'm yelling, if I'm frustrated, if I'm stressed, where do I have the opportunity to make changes in my life? Uh, you know, can I sit down with my partner and say, can we divide up the, the workload here more? Can we, you know, what, what types of things am I able to do and what can I change first? Uh, however, most of the parents that are listening right now, I'm sure are knee deep in stress, they're tired and they just want the behavior to change. I know how that feels. I lived that life. Uh, so if just a little bit of reading about owning your own behavior and understanding what can I do? When you're stressed and you're yelling, you don't, we're doing the best we can. We don't know any better. So that's where the book comes in. It's just me saying, uh, I understand where you're at. Well, here's what we can do to change that. And some of these things are just quick, easy perspective changes. Um, again, seeing our children as adults in training, change my perspective, uh, showing children respect and taking more work off my plate and giving it to the kids. Understanding that if my, my child is an adult in training, now I'm going to take a little bit more time to train them so that they can do it. Like, for example, uh, our kids were making their own lunches at five and they started doing their own laundry at six. And wow. that's not because I'm an amazing mom and my kids are fantastic. OK, it's because I understood what they were capable of and I created the expectation. I took the time for training 
and and it was done. I took that off my plate. I had, you know, four kids to you know, the, the triplets. I'm holding up shirts. Whose shirt is this? I'm trying to work. I'm, you know, I had all these reasons that I was being quote needed, but who's in charge of that, right? I am in charge of that. I'm in charge of saying, here's how we do our laundry. And at six, they don't care if they ruin some clothes or whatever. The point is they're adults in training. I'm the parent, so I'm teaching them. And that's one less thing I have to do. And when I set my kitchen up for the bread and the, and the chips and all the drinks on their level, and I teach them that your lunch needs to have you know, a sandwich and a fruit and a drink and whatever it is my expectation is, here's what you pull from. My job is to shop for it. Uh, and here's your choices. And they throw it in the lunch bag, done. Uh, so it's really just changing your perspective as to what your kids are capable of, what decisions you can make to change the culture of your home and how that can make everything run more smoothly. Now, by default, when I do trust and respect my kids to do their laundry and to make their lunches, boy, do they feel empowered. And not only that, they eat the lunch. So how many times did I have my kids come home and say, so-and-so is giving away half their lunch that their mom created with love and tenderness, right? Um, And the kids aren't even eating it. So, it's, there's so many different positives as a result of kids are adults in training, my expectations, taking more things off my plate by showing them respect. And now I'm also allowing them to have decision-making um, across the board at young, as young as five and six. That's incredible. I'm sure there's lots of parents who are listening to this thinking, Wow, uh, our, ch- our child is double that age and they're still not doing their laundry. Where can people buy your book, Sue? Uh, I'm on Amazon, Apple, Barnes & Noble, all, you know, all the major outlets, my, my book is available. We're going to make sure that it's on the, on the podcast, listeners. So just go into the text and you'll see all of the links so you can get in touch with Sue yourself. You can uh, see all of, uh, all of her wonderful stuff, the work, work she's done, and you can you can purchase her book. Um, You're speaking to us from where, Sue? Is it Boise? Yes, Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho, listeners. See, we're we're globetrotting me and Edster. Um, Thank you for joining us today, Sue. Uh, We wish you well. Uh, You're just getting over COVID, aren't you? So get well (laughs) and um, um, every blessing to your children and to your, your lovely husband. Is he a retired or is he still in the military? He's still in the military. Still in the military. Well, mm-hmm. take, take take care, all of you. Um, our every blessing to you all. And uh, perhaps uh, if you, when you get your next book out, perhaps you'd like to come back on the launch pad and help us again, because like uh, Sue Atkins, who comes on to our show at, at various times, you are an amazing person offering great advice. You've now got this wonderful book. And listeners, go out and check this out because it's well worth it. Thank you, Sue. Well, that's it for another week, folks. Captain Dave and Eddie will be back again soon with another launch pad. They'll have more great guests and more interesting things to share on the learning journey. So, until next week, be kind, be respectful, and always remember to dream, believe, and shine.
part of the Hampton Academies Trust. It's the school where stars go to dream, believe and shine.